Welcome to Watch This Space, the podcast about future of work. Every month we bring you insider perspectives on how digital transformation, emerging technologies, and generational change are shaping the future of work. We are two analog guys finding the groove for all of this in today's digital world. I'm John Arnold, and these trends are my focus as an independent technology analyst in my company, J. Arnold and Associates. I'm Chris Fine. I'm an independent consultant and strategist specializing in workplace technology, IoT, and security. My company is Integrative Technologies. Hi, John. Another month, right? And hi, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, exactly. Welcome back. We are definitely in 2022 now and uh, getting into the depths of winter, which not really enjoying, but that's just what happens when you live in a cold climate. Um, you know, for those for those intros we just gave, Chris, for the audience, you think we know what we're talking about, and you think that we know when we're in our element and our comfort zone, like we are here on the podcast. But this week, where, where we are recording, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, about a, uh, a reboot of an event called Vaughn, Voice on the Net, which has been uh, built, created, curated, hosted, produced, you name it, by Jeff Pulver, who is quite the character, but quite the pioneer and visionary in this space from the days of voice becoming a digital application, thanks to the internet and many other technologies. Anyways, Vaughn 3 is the name of the reboot that he uh, has created and kicked off this week. And I got to tell you, Chris, we we did our, we held up our end, I think, talking about evolution of communications, which is something we do in all kinds of ways. But, you know, it, 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 we're, we're going somewhere with this, folks. Don't worry. But you'd have to say, Chris, if you just looked at us at face value, you'd say we were probably a fish out of water in that crowd. Well, I don't know, totally out of the water, but let's say half out. But, you know, it's interesting, John, when you, and this has always been the case with Jeff's various events. I remember after Vaughn, Jeff was a pioneer of understanding the real potential of Twitter. And when I, he started uh, throwing events called the 140 conference about Twitter in 2009, and I, I remember going and I had thought this thing was sort of a toy. And then he had speaker after speaker up there talking about how it had influenced political movements and how you could connect traffic lights to it and all these things. And so that's kind of how I felt again this week because the, the broad topic of Vaughn 3 was Web 3 and how that was going to affect communications and interaction and commerce. But as is normal with Jeff, it wasn't sort of a limited series of sessions or any vendor presentations or anything. It was just a whole bunch of interesting people, uh, us accepted, of course, running after another, um, talking about topics all over the map. And so we've been sitting kind of since this, and today is actually the last day of it, so it's still in process. But since yesterday, we've been thinking, how does this all add up together? But it's really intriguing, right? I mean, it's, it's a real is you put it as a quilt but that quilt actually amounts to something and so fish out of water perhaps in terms of understanding certain topics that were really cutting edge 
related to crypto and NFTs, etc. But certainly inspiring to go learn more about them and see how they relate, right? For sure. And so for our audience that knows us in the worlds of telephony and communication and the future of work and the, you know, emerging hybrid workplace and all these things that we, you know, we, we've been steeped in for the past 20 or so years, um, we kind of know that world very well. And it's always refreshing to kind of shift gears a bit and go into some other pools where we are not the center, we are not the story. And this is where what one of Jeff's mantras is, uh, what's old is new again, right? And so when Vaughn was created, you know, about 20 years ago-ish, the, you know, telephony was still a very much in the hands of the incumbent telcos, et cetera, et cetera. And all the evolution was coming, but it was really revolution that totally reinvented communications as we knew it when we talked about voice and obviously since then we've gone much further on that spectrum and now it's all the channels that we use that are all real time and near real time and we know how to make them all sing and dance together and that's that's really great and it's a long way from what VoIP was in its early days and the reason why I think Chris we're talking about Jeff is he has a knack of coming into spaces early and kind of seeing the possibilities, but not knowing what it's going to look like yet. But the idea that we're bringing all of these disparate ideas together, and we'll talk about those in a moment, folks, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense on the surface, but that's okay. And that's part of what's good about Chris and I being independents. We can kind of dive into these pools without any expectations and say, okay, everyone takes something different out of it. But the idea here is you're creating new possibilities and bringing worlds together that otherwise would not have a place to do that. I mean, that's what Vaughn created, that kind of ecosystem and community for things to happen that otherwise couldn't, right? You know, you could you would you could pick any two of the sessions and they were forced into the time frames and, and curated very well by uh, Lauren and Harry, the producers. It was also a pretty masterful use of the Zoom medium. And John and I kind of thought that there were some pluses and minuses to Zoom as a medium for this these type of virtual events. But within the limits of the program or the application, I should say, they did a really good job of making things very smooth, segmenting up all the re recordings and, and making it this long building list of very disparate people who were knitted together by Jeff's commentary, sort of as, as guests. And sometimes you would have, if you compared one session to another, you would say, there's no com connection here, except that they're both really smart people, passionately into something that's cutting edge, which is great, right? Because that in itself is a thread. But very often you'd hear one and you hear another and you'd say, well, you know what? There's more of a thread than we think. Uh, or it's early days, but you could kind of see something glimmering in the background here and that's a really intriguing feeling at least to me yeah for sure it's like you know when you you when you go to an industry event like in my world say it's enterprise connect or it expo you kind of go in with a set of expectations right of what you're going to get out of it who you're going to meet what you're going to experience but sometimes it's better to just like let your guard down and say okay it will be what i make of it and go in without any expectations about what this 
is going to be, and nobody knows because it's it is the first time for it. But this is how you, you know, what happens when you put faith in someone like Jeff Pulver, who has this just innate ability to pull these, as you said, Chris, these threads together that don't seem to make any sense, other than the fact that Jeff is in the chair interviewing and hosting almost all of the sessions. He did have a couple of guest moderators, but, you know, the idea is he's going to walk away with all of this information in his head and what he does with it next, we'll see. But for, for me, Chris, I think the idea is we go into this when we talk about our view, this is what we think of as communications. But when you start marrying that concept to other worlds like NFTs, you know, like, you know, like, like the metaverse, the concept of communications is pretty different. And there's really, what I take away from all this, Chris, is there really aren't any rules. You know, there's no center of gravity here and it is what we make of it. And that's kind of a fun place to be, as you say, because it can go in any direction and everyone is in a position to do something about it. I agree with you, John. It's an early stage of an, of an emerging tech cycle. That could be very big and so it's that point like in the early days of pcs or the early days of the first and second generation of the web or uh, mobile phones you know all of that where you know i don't know how big the cycle is compared to those different sized cycles but there's a point in the cycle where it's nebulous but that means that all the control hasn't been consolidated yet because debatably, I feel that as a technology matures, there's an inevitable consolidation of control, right? Where if it, you know, maybe maybe it was um, Microsoft at, at Al in the first generation, and then you know Facebook, and then Apple, and all you know. So the equivalent of those companies haven't really grabbed the market yet in all of this emerging Web three slash next generation world. You know, and so it's a real kind of open place uh, right now. A lot of people don't understand it. You know, I don't understand 100% of it myself, but I want to. And it's it's just a, an intriguing time to be listening and and thinking about these things. And, and I think you can relate such a broad movement uh, to a lot, including work, which I have some thoughts on. We could talk later, but that's kind of how I think about it. It's like... You feel there's the early stages of something and you feel like there's a lot of investment being poured into it. It's going to look like hype in a lot of areas, but maybe it isn't. And people who separate out the hype from reality are going to find a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And coming back to that comment I made about Jeff saying what's old is new again. One of the takeaways for me from what I saw from these sessions is the idea that the spirit of what they're doing here is very open, very democratic, very sharing based. And the idea is that anybody and everybody is able to be a player in this, in this, I don't even want to call it a space because it isn't even space. And ironically, folks, you can't see this, but Jeff is all is very much into astrophotography. So one of his, he uses a lot of imagery of the galaxies and the stars. And so when you look up and you see endless points of light, that's kind of what he's trying to present here as well is that somehow sense you know order will emerge from chaos it may not actually it may just die and no one will know but you know it's there and so what i'm saying here is this old is new again idea is 
This is exactly the same spirit, I think, Chris, that we would remember from the early days of Vaughn to say, you know what? AT&T may rule the telecom world, but there are forces, there are emerging things happening here that they're not going to be able to control, and it's in the hands of people who come from other places, other disciplines, other generations, and you could argue that I think they were successful on many levels in bringing innovation to the things we take for granted today. And that's what I see potential for here as well, that that thread came out over and over that all of these people are very motivated, very capable people who are creating their own pathways to using these new technologies in ways that no one's really envisioned before. And there's no one out there to stop them. Of course, that raises the issue of being unregulated for abuse and fraud and all that stuff. But still, innovation should carry the day eventually, right? So I think we're kind of at the, it's almost like the birth of a new, you know, star system is happening. It's going in a million directions and no one knows what the end game is. But the, the energy that's driving it is kind of, it's inspiring to be around, even if only one out of a thousand of them amounts to anything. Yeah, and I think there are multiple risks, which we could talk about in another episode of Watch This Space. But fundamentally, all of this is coalescing around ideas of ownership and independence and permission and privacy, all of which are topics of great relevance today that, may, that need to be rethought, identity. And so certainly the underpinnings of all of this are pretty uh are pretty big and if you if you then mix in the brew of this pandemic and all of the fundamental changes that it's wrought and those of us who believe that it's not going to go back to the way it was it's going to be something different may incorporate some of the world that it was but we're going into a new space i think you know like when you think about work right you you think about all of what we've heard and what we've been reading. And, you know, a lot of times you and I talk about the workplace, right? So, so here's the environment that people work in, but, you know, also how are, what's changing about how people approach work and how people approach the business model and how people approach their jobs and tasks and underlying technologies. And, you know, I think that's a factor too. It's not just like how is the hybrid workplace emerging and everything, but how are how is the workforce and the businesses how are the workforce and the businesses changing with the with the emerging new set of circumstances, right? Yeah, and, and how do people create wealth is not the word I'm looking for, but how do they create a viable business model around this? And if you believe that cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and NFTs are going to be real at some point. And I, and I have to think something will come of this that raises new models for, you know, the value of work. How do people get compensated for what they do? And then all of a sudden, you know, money and a paycheck aren't the lingua franca uh, of defining of what we do. And of course, this is a million miles away from the service economy and where people have to work in you know, public spaces and stuff like that. But these are all the kind of the, the drivers of kind of a new economy that could emerge because as much as it's easy to say that, oh, Amazon and Google and Microsoft, they're going to own everything. And there's some truth to that. But there's also, there's these undercurrents, of Chris, that what you and I are seeing at this event of, there are a lot of forces coming out of this that 
you know, we don't know where they're going to go, but they're, they're tapping different things that you don't see in those worlds. And just to make it real for the audience, so I know we're talking about a lot of ideas here, so I just want to cite two examples that I'm sure you can build on, Chris. One was on the Tuesday, uh, our day, Adam Lindemann, who is from the founder of a company called Venus over Manhattan, talked about the, with the intersection of the world of art and NFTs. And as we all know, even Jeff is doing it, trying to monetize his childhood drawings with NFTs. There's a million things you can do, but this whole, the whole concept of what people will pay for a piece of art and what is a piece of art, of course, the whole art world is a world into itself that's, that, that's based on things that don't exist anywhere else. But what he's getting at is, you know, this world of unique digital creations that can be can be uh, monetized in different ways than what you see in the art world. He made the point that traditional art galleries will always be there and there'll be lots of moneyed people who will pay for originals because that's what they view as having value. But at the same time, there's also this new generation coming that doesn't think about that or for them that world isn't even accessible, but they still want to participate in the world of art in a way that they, that they can relate to. And when the basis of the value is set on based on digital technologies rather than the analog world of creating physical pieces of art, it's, a whole, it's just a different thing. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just different. And the, 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 the ingredients you put into the recipe are just very different. And, but if that's what the market will pay for, if that, they view value in that, it's legitimate. It, it, you, can't, you can't discount it. I mean, it's there. It, you know, we, we don't know where it's going to go. And the same thing with Steve Greenberg today. Uh, from, you know, he's a record producer and really smart guy. And as we saw, Chris, right, he was the barking noise on who let the dogs out because he produced that record. But he talked, again, similar to what's happening in the world of music. It's just a totally different model than what we grew up with in our generation. Yet, this, you know, the current generation does not relate to what we understand as being music and its role and place. It's just different. And that's just how it's going to evolve. So if you're tapped into where these things are going, you know, it's like follow the money. If, if you want to be part of that, that's the world you got to live in. And those are the gears you have to uh, shift to, right? Yeah, I thought those were great sessions. I happened to tune in on one today. A guy named Sam Glassenberg came from a family of doctors, but had gone into entertainment and computers and himself. Um, had invented a game that allows people to perform very realistic surgery and found out that doctors are training on this. You know, it's not just you and I, hey, I always wonder what it was like to do this surgery, which I guess there are some, but it's also now being used in the medical profession. So what does that mean in terms of learning, right? Like I can imagine something like that being done for the law, right? So you, you could become your own lawyer and argue cases in a very realistic environment, possibly coupled with AI. So you just kind of, you look at music, what, you know, the session you heard and all of that. It's just like, you look at any one of these things. And so getting back to our general theme before we run out of the time here and have a giant discussion, how is the current bubbling brew of new technologies and movements going to, and, and macro events, the climate, the, the pandemic, geopolitics, uh, economics, really going to affect 
your average person and the industries that we follow. And I think as we go into 2022, we are going to try to devote more time to thinking about some of this. Right, John? You know, we're going to try to think less linearly. We've been talking about this where perhaps sometimes you may think, oh, these guys are out in space. But bear with us because we'll come back in. Exactly. And by the way, this this cuts both ways. So what I mean by that is we are kind of jumping into a pool that we don't know very well. And I think it's fair to say most of the people in the audience that were at Vaughn 3 don't know much about our world of communications as we understand it, which is totally fine. But it's interesting that Jeff more than once used the term programmable communications, right? And was it you? Yeah, you yesterday, remember Chris, you mentioned Twilio as a, as a leading example of that. Well, guess where that's coming from? That's coming from, that's in our schoolyard, right? In terms of what our world is like versus what most everyone at Vaughn 3 was experiencing. So it, it will go both ways. I think, you know, it's like wherever there's utility, that's where activity will happen. So when these worlds of NFTs and metaverse, etc., and Web3 are looking for use cases and applications and models to build on, I wouldn't at all be surprised to see them coming to the Twilio's of the world to tap some of the pieces that they have because it provides them with building blocks that they may not currently have on their own. Likewise, people from our world who view communications kind of more as a person-to-person experience or a team collaboration, right? Contact centers, all these worlds that we know very well and don't need these things, but could adapt some of these capabilities at some point in time. So, you know, I we don't rule it out. And as you say, it's very early days for all of this. And this is this is another one of those watch this space moments, right, Chris? Absolutely, John. I think maybe what we could do next time is we could drill into some of the ideas we have about this related specifically to communications. But it's certainly a dialogue that will continue. And I think the Vaughn 3 website is Vaughn3.xyz and we're not putting in a a paid blurb here or anything, but it's just worth checking out because I think there's going to be a follow-up event and uh, some of the videos may make it onto YouTube. I'm not sure what their plan is, but it's interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the fact that Jeff is using Zoom, which again is kind of out of our world, using it to be the engine to drive his Web3 event. So again, it cuts both ways, which is totally fine. And there shouldn't be any barriers. It's, you know, innovation comes from wherever it strikes. And so we're, I just feel happy to be part of it. Absolutely. And uh, I think with that, we'll wrap it up, right, John, for this time? Yes, we are on time for change. So here we are. Maybe that's our New Year's revolution. Or resolution. <laughs> okay. We already talked about our New Year's revolution. Yeah, but this could be our true. resolution. Our resolution. Okay. So the outro, here we come. This brings us to the end of our time for today's episode. And we'd like to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you'll continue with us as we explore the future of work here on Watch This Space. And I think you can see there's a little more than just future of work going on. You can access all of our episodes at www.watchthisspace.tech 
or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts, particularly uh, Apple and uh, iTunes and Google seem to be getting the most pickup uh, for subscribers. Also, and if you like what we're doing, we would love for you to leave a rating or a review on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. So with that, I'm John Arnold. And I'm Chris Fine. Thank you very much for uh, staying with us today. And uh, we look forward to speaking again a month from now. Thanks, John, as always, for being the co-host here. And we'll see you all again soon.